Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Candid Community Leadership Podcast. It's hard to believe this is already our third episode of the podcast. Hey, we want to use this platform to be real with you. Uh, We want to be transparent with you, and most importantly, we want to inspire you as a community leader, a business leader, or a leader wherever you might have influence. I'm your host, Nick Glue, and during the day, I lead Marion Economic Development Corporation. I'm an economic developer by profession. Uh, Any other day, any other time, I'm just like each of you, working hard to be a better leader in my community, in my business, and in my home. Hey, leadership matters, and that's why as an economic development organization, we believe in the importance of these conversations. Here in Marion, Iowa, our brand promise is that we are the best place in Iowa to raise a family and grow a business. In order to do this, we need great leaders in our community. We need great leaders in our businesses and also in our homes. Today, we welcome in a man who I have great respect for as a person, as a mentor, a business leader, and for a couple of years, actually as my boss, as board chair of Marion Economic Development Corporation. Uh, Lee Eilers is president and CEO of Marion Process Solutions here in Marion, Iowa. Lee, thanks for taking a few minutes to join us on the podcast today. No, my pleasure, Nick. Thank you. Hey, spend spend just a few minutes introducing us to uh, Lee Eilers. Uh, we'd love to just hear briefly about uh, who who is Marion Process Solutions and and help us just understand your your journey uh, to this community and and to the team at at, at Marion Process Solutions. Sure, I'll, I'll try to keep it brief. But uh, my wife and I moved back to the Cedar Rapids, Marion, Iowa City area back in 2013. All of our kids were uh, doing grad school actually at the University of Iowa. We were living in Michigan at the time and uh, I could do what I was doing from anywhere in my profession. And uh, so we decided to come back and get to hang out with the kids a little longer and that has turned into a a beautiful journey for uh, Kim and I, my wife, and our our kids. Um, The majority of them are still here. We've had some grandkids while, while we're here and uh, we plan on planting the flag here for a, a long period of time. I grew up in Cedar Rapids, so it was nice to come home and uh, and enjoy uh, just the, the quality of life and the, the precious people that are here. Uh, I joined Marion in 2013, late 2013, and uh, the I was on the board for a couple months, and then uh, the two owners asked me if they I wanted to head up the company and help kind of uh, refresh it and uh, get it back to the momentum that it had in previous years. A great company, great people. Uh, had just gotten a little tired. And uh, so put my shoulder against that, I uh, was able to uh, surround myself with some exceptional people over the course of the first three to four years of, of uh, my tenure there. You know, people that are much better at their area of expertise than I could ever be. And I just uh, I've just kind of stayed out of their way. Uh, done everything I can to help them, but I let them do their thing, and and it's paid off. We were sold to a private equity group uh, in actually it was New Year's Eve 2018, and uh, we have been sprinting with them, May River Capital, uh, since about a year and a half now, and it has been a fabulous uh, endeavor with them. And uh, our team continues to grow, our company continues to grow, and uh, most importantly, Nick, we're having a lot of fun. Help uh, people understand uh, we can be out and about in many places and we can uh, interact with products that at the end of the day were manufactured using a piece of equipment that, that you guys make uh, here in Marion, Iowa. Uh, help help us relate to your products a little bit. It's an interesting 
uh, fact that uh, most people don't know, but you can't go down a grocery store aisle uh, anywhere in the country and that is has powdered goods and not go past many products that uh, haven't gone through a Marion mixer. That's an 82-year-old company. Uh, we have well over 6,000 customers. Uh, we're on six of the seven continents. We're in 73 countries. And uh, so we've got a strong footprint, especially in food. We do a lot of business in plastics. But the product we make is a horizontal mixer. And these uh, range from the size of a, oh gosh, half of a refrigerator to the size of a half ice, half uh, semi truck. And all depends on what, what the uh, ingredients are that are being mixed. Uh, some customers include Keurig, uh, McCormick Spices, General Mills, Monosol. Monosol makes 85% of all the the film that encapsulates the dishwasher and detergent pods. So anytime you pick up one of those and throw them in your dishwasher, think of Marion, because uh, that most likely uh, that product went through a Marion. So very diversified clientele, uh, wonderful customer base that we just adore. And uh, we've been able to be very blessed with a lot of repeat customers that continue to buy our product simply because of the talent that stands behind it, that designs it, that uh, puts it together. Our uh, engineering and our fabrication teams are best in breed. Um, and uh, our fabricators, I like to call them Picassos and our machinists because they are uh, just unbelievably talented. So a uh, great group of yeah, people. When, yeah. For anyone that's had an opportunity to walk through your shop floor, I 100% I agree that the the work that uh, these people are doing uh, is is truly amazing. And they are they are wonderful pieces of uh, unique artwork. They do they do. Uh, great, great work. Uh, great careers. We've uh, we've talked about how, uh, boy, to, to be in a position of, of one of your team members and have the opportunity to create the beautiful pieces of work that they have, uh, a pretty satisfying career. And you've had many people that have done it for a long time. We have. In fact, uh, we have a great uh, group of tenured people that are uh, that have been at Marion for a number of years and applied their talents to, to Marion. Um, I'm a finance guy, so for some reason they don't ask me for my expertise out on that shop floor. In fact, they they basically ask me to just kind of back away slowly when I walk up to them. So, <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, we we know our expertise, and uh, the fabricators get to apply theirs, and I apply mine. So there you uh, go. It's, it's a nice it's a nice uh, relationship to say yeah. the least. Well, hey, we want to use this um, this podcast to not just hear from our business leaders and, and, and talk about their businesses, but to really glean their expertise and their knowledge uh, on just, just the topic of leadership. And, and Lee, you've really been a go-to guy for me as I've uh, worked to grow myself over the last handful of years. But let me ask you this. When, when you think about leadership, when you think about that word, um, who do you attribute your own style of leading? How, how did you develop that? Can you point it back to one person or one methodology or one train of thought, thought that really continues to influence you today as a leader uh, in your business and, and in our community? Yeah, great question. You know, I would just say foundationally, uh, my faith plays a, a huge part in terms of uh, how I expect myself to lead and how I expect uh, our teammates to lead and serve each other. Um, and I, I just think that uh, Christ sets an amazing example as to uh, to that that leadership, that servant leadership. At the same time, I had the privilege of working at uh, Herman Miller Incorporated in Holland, Michigan, who has at the company. It's about a two billion dollar commercial furniture company, and they 
the, the culture that they've aspired toward uh, was foundation developed by Max Dupree, uh, a couple of other uh, Dupree leaders uh, prior to that. But Max really took culture, took uh, leadership, responsibility, and um, effectiveness to a new level. Uh, and as you know, Nick, um, uh, he wrote a book called Leadership is an Art. And uh, one of the one of my favorite uh, sayings in any any book, but a, a leadership book especially, is uh, in chapter two in the first paragraph. It says the first job of a leader is to define reality. The last is to say thank you. And in between, the leader is a servant and a debtor. And I truly believe that that if you can live, do your best to live by that mantra, and and. Uh, love on people in a way that allows them to use the best of their talents to the full and at the same time be sensitive enough when you're serving them to put them in positions to succeed and to still have enough left in the tank to truly be the best of who they are when they get home, then good things will happen at, the, at work. That's a byproduct. And uh, I think you can count on that. And uh, if you do have that servant and debtor, mentality and that humility that goes with it um it's a powerful thing and, and uh you know we all have great days we all have average days at, at some point in time but if you can aspire to, to do that um uh, you'll continue to grow you'll continue to learn and you'll continue to serve uh people better and better so that they can get better and better I've always loved how, you, how you've said that and reminded uh, folks to make sure that, you know, through the jobs that we have and, and how we serve from, you know, call it the eight to five to always ensure that you're having gas in the tank when you get home. Um, that is a hard thing that people really have to be intentional about doing because, you know, at, be, being a leader isn't just about being a leader in your place of work. It's about being a leader in uh, w- with your family at, at home and in, in the place that, frankly, frankly matters most and how hard it is in today's high-paced world to ensure that we are saving some gas and some energy uh, to serve and lead at at home. So I've always appreciated that Lee and thanks for continuing to, uh, to remind us about that. Um, so it, it's, uh, we're recording this on June 17th, 2020. And, uh, you know, here we are several months into, uh, into this COVID-19 pandemic. Um, you can research and find several variations to this quote, uh, that says the only constant in life is change. Take, take me back to maybe business conditions for you and your team prior to the COVID-19 outbreak. Um, my guess is that, that you've done a, a, a great job or you guys work regularly to coach things like flexibility, adaptiveness, uh, readiness uh, into your culture um, so that you're, so that you're best positioned to respond to change. And, and now we've had this, this change in just our world with, with COVID-19, how, how, how has the culture that you've worked to, to create at Merriam Process Solutions may, maybe benefited your company now that we've gone through this period of, you could call it challenging times? Have, have you been able to correlate the culture that you've built to the way that your team has responded through this time of challenge? You know, I, I would say, Nick, that it, the investment in, in culture, the awareness of culture, uh, and the importance of uh, developing a culture of, of excellence, of mutual respect, of high expectations, um, has, has really 
been of, of value to us during this these trying times. Um, you know, we we hire three and a half years ago or so. We we really put our shoulder against this mantra of humble, hungry, smart. A Patrick Lencioni book that uh, the called the ideal team player, and and we we tell the our teammates and everyone in our organization understands what that means in terms of you know do you have the humility to to say I'm sorry. I don't know, or I need help. Um, on the smart side, can you read a room? Can you can you look at someone and just just know inherently and intuitively that uh, now is not the time to say a joke? You know, um, do do you have that EQ? Um, and at the same time, on the on the hungry side, do you want to continue to learn more? You want to serve other people just for the sake of helping them be successful. And um, in the midst of this COVID-19, I, I just saw, I've seen so many examples within our organization of our team um, building each other up, um, not lowering expectations. And I think that's one of the risks that you that we all faced was, you know, hey, we had an excuse to kind of put our hands on our knees because we had this COVID-19 thing going on. And the reality of it is, uh, the second you do that, you begin to compromise. And so. Uh, that that culture development, that humble, hungry, smart mentality and approach to to each other and the organization, uh, it has paid off, which drives to the last thing I'll just say around that is, you know, the attitude of gratitude and regardless of the situation that we're in organizationally and frankly, personally, there's always there's always something to be grateful for that by far. Um, supersedes anything going on in the world of business, and I, I would tell you that uh, you know my faith, my family, uh, from a priority standpoint, are not even on the same radar as work, and I would expect that of every teammate. Um, it doesn't mean that work's not important, but in relation to faith and family, it it's it's not on the same radar, and so I, and I believe that's success, and. If we all have, if we all strive for that, we're going to be well balanced. And when you get kind of, you know, pushed in the shoulders from this this crisis, um, I believe you can respond very effectively. And we've been very fortunate that we have. Yeah, I remember uh, one of the first weeks or two um, when when this pandemic had, had really spread across to our area. You, you have always been a strong voice reminding people around you to stay forward focused and to be ready to run. Um, you know, oftentimes I think when, when we're going through challenge, we can in our minds uh, think how we're going to slow down, rest on our laurels, kind of kind of hunker down and survive. And you've you've really, you know, challenged, uh, you know, individuals like myself and groups like our community recovery task force to how how can we think forward and how can we remind ourselves that we need to be ready to run and um, to respond when opportunity is is in front of us um, three months into this now do you still say that message and and how have you led your own team to be best positioned to run it's been an interesting journey I would tell you that one of the things we talked about early on as an organization and, you know, with our, our senior leadership team and our, our uh, emerging leaders was to challenge them to, to look at this as a, a learning opportunity and be ready to apply that learning 
when it happens again. Now, it may not be a, a COVID-type crisis, but there's going to be something happens down the road, and it may not be for 5, 10, 20 years. Who knows? But if, if, you, if we, were, we were all able to look at this and say, how are we going to learn? What are we going to learn from this for the next generation? And, and be a, take something of value out of this. Um, and out of that, you know, we've continued to stress the importance of improvement uh, in the area that you can influence. Um, we went through uh, Stephen Covey's Seven Habits of Highly Effective People training about three years ago, and little did I know that um, one, one element of that would be so powerful right now, which is circle of in concern, um, circle of influence, right? Focus on your circle of influence. The circle of concern is not worth your time or energy. And um, it's been fun to watch how people have just said, okay, this is what I can influence today for this organization, for my teammate. I would also say that um, I was fresh out of college, my first job out of college, and one of my dear mentor uh, coaches said, said to me and to our class that we were taking together, he said, look for the things that are right. And, um, and he continued to stress that. And I think that's one of the elements of this positive attitude of, and there are so many things going right. Yes, this is a, this is a difficult time. But there are so many things going right. Let's focus on those and deal with the things uh, that we can influence. And then the other one is, you know, you talked about the forward momentum. Um, what we stressed as an organization was, look, it doesn't matter if it's an inch or a mile. Every day, do everything you can to look back on that day and know that you went forward. It doesn't have to be a quantum leap, but that you went forward frankly, that you didn't stand still or digress. You do that, we're going to be okay. Um, and as I said before, uh, don't use this as an excuse. It's, it, that's, that's lazy, and it's just too easy. Um, the hard part is doing the hard work uh, for all the right reasons. And so, um, you know, when you com combine that with this overarching attitude of high expectations, that creates positive momentum and an energy within an organization um, that frankly is palpable when you walk into it and when you're a part of it. And uh, people with talent want to be held accountable for high expectations because they know they can deliver. And and when, when those things all converge, uh, man, I'll tell you, great things happen, Nick. Yeah. Lee, there are there are businesses, unfortunately, that we know of who they they might operate more. They've they've got a very uh, short term look on things. They operate more on a day to day basis, and and that's even while while the economy is is booming. They they might not have a strategic plan. They might not have a playbook, as we like to call it. Um, but but now we're in crisis, and now companies are looking for ways to emerge from 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 crisis to to get a stronger foothold as they uh, try to try to try to look forward, try to forward focus, as we were just talking about. Um, what what advice would you have for that business leader who finds themselves in challenging times, not knowing what step to take first, not knowing how to position? Um, their company to to look to the future. Um, in crisis, what what tool or or what methodology or thought would you recommend to that business leader? Well, I would I would say from a, a, a leadership standpoint, 
um, I, I call it bundling of worries. And I, and I think uh, you have to remind yourself that every, every leader, and, and especially if you own your own business, you're entrepreneurial, um, and you've got all these pressure points um, that, are, that are kind of on top of you. And what starts to happen is you have all these individual issues, especially in this situation, that it might be cash flow, it might be a, a product issue, it might be a, a, a disgruntled customer, it might be an employee issue, um, and it might it might simply just be uh, you know something something personal that affects your leadership. But human nature has a tendency to take all of those individual worries that aren't aren't truly interrelated and bundle those together with this mentality and this thought process that all those worries that you have are all gonna converge into one catastrophic event at the same time. And and you begin to think that way and it just skews your thinking and you get paralyzed. I, I've been there. And what you realize over time and you have enough uh, situations where uh, you, you just, you do it enough, you go, you know what? That never ever happens. Mm -hmm. And what it does is it frees up your mind to go, wait a minute. I'm going to take each one of these worries. I'm going to prioritize which I need to get done first, second, third, fourth, and fifth as the, the largest magnitude, but I'm going to take care of those in sequence. And I'm not going to bundle those. I'm going to take care of the issues at hand, deal with it, and move down the path. And honestly, I, Nick, I just think that's one of those that, that can either paralyze you or empower you uh, as you're trying to get a grasp on what does the future hold for your business. And don't forget the fundamentals, the fundamentals of what made your business what it was prior to COVID. Um, now is not the time to do a behind the back pass. Uh, now is the time just to dribble and shoot free throws and get back to those fundamentals and rebuild uh, some of the things that you may have uh, digressed on uh, to continue to strengthen that foundation and also have with that have the attitude and the heart that this too shall pass. Uh, I put together a team uh, right at the beginning of this, and it was, you know, T2SP. That's the name of our team. And the T2SP um, is the This Too Shall Pass team that is dealing with some of these issues in the spirit of knowing that we will get through this, we'll get through it together, and uh, come out the other end stronger, better, faster, all those uh, um, descriptions of what you know, you aspire to do uh, together. Some days you have to be just as thankful for the inches as you are thankful for the miles. <laughs> exactly. Hey, uh, la last question, Lee. Um, even in these times, what, what gives a leader like yourself hope and excitement for our future? I would say the human spirit. I know that sounds a little fluffy, but y you watch how – Especially, uh, you know, here, obviously here in the states, because this is this is where we live and work and and uh, you know raise our families, and especially in Iowa. But you look at the uh, the quality of the human spirit, the can-do attitude, the optimism, um, and and really truly how uh, love does prevail. It always has, and you know the the beauty of that uh, just brings out the best in people. And I look at this younger generation, 
and you know the millennial generation and i have such great hope for this country and this world um we have some interns right now that just joined us about two and a half weeks ago and they blow me away in terms of their perspective and their their uh their can-do heart and and you know this kind of um mentality that I, I'm as current as current can be, and I want to share that. And if you embrace that with open arms, with the, that uh, not just the millennial generation, but the generation that uh, is coming out of high school, um, boy, th there is some talent there to tap into. And I would just say the, the last thing uh, just from, gives me great hope um, is the, the opportunity at hand to learn and to grow and to be able to mentor and apply those learnings again for that next generation. If we do that really well, um, we're gonna have a great baton pass uh, as, as guys like me that uh, you know, are not nearing retirement, but you know, it, it's, in the, it's at the front of the hood here. <laughs> and, uh, that, that to me is a, it's a fun challenge. It's, a, it's, it's an aspiration that I'm, I'm hope that, I hope that I can, uh, humbly contribute to the to the uh the talent for that next generation and they can take that baton and, and keep sprinting yeah. lee once again I've, we've gotten to the end of a conversation of ours and i've you know I've, i'm always reaching for my notepad writing down uh one-liners that are that are coming out of out of your mouth i i always appreciate the uh the encouragement and the words and wisdom from you the be humble hungry smart be a servant leader focus on your circles of influence Look for the things that are right, you know. Boy, there's there's four things, and there's there's many more. So I hope I hope uh, people are listening to this uh, found the the same value that I found. I I always appreciate the time that you give Lee, and uh, thanks for the work that you do uh, in in our community, uh, in your business, and I just just really appreciate you, Lee. Well, Nick, likewise, I learned a ton from you as well. It's a great uh, friendship, and and. Uh, we got something special going on in Marion, Iowa. There's no doubt. And we hope you, our listeners, were able to glean some relevance and ideas for your own life, your own work environment, and maybe even uh, your home. Lee just had some great insight and comments. Got keep some gas in the tank for when you get home at night. Hey, if you enjoyed this podcast, please watch for additional episodes. Uh, if you're listening through Apple Podcasts, uh, make sure and subscribe so when we put new content out on the channel, you are notified. Our goal is to produce content each month with influential community and business leaders who are willing to allow us to get a behind-the-scenes look at their unique positions of influence, uh, especially through these challenging times. Thanks for listening to this episode of Candid Community Leadership. Wherever you lead, wherever you have influence, aspire for excellence. Be real with the people you lead, and let's be candid. We can all do better when we grow together. 